What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast. I am your host for this evening, Steve Pintado, and with me is a great guest from the team, Justin. What's going on, bud? Coach, what's going on, buddy? Congratulations on your top five finish with the rankings on Fantasy Pros last week. I got to say that, and I'm glad to be back. It's been a while. It definitely has. Um, yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, just do what I can every single week, so uh, I do appreciate <laughs> So we're going to kill it tonight, though, guys. Uh, we have um, some fun things we're going to talk over. We're going to be doing some kind of overview of what the top 10 right now looks like in terms of half point PPR in each position. And then we're going to give you guys some playoff, you know, buys that you can probably get out there for the most part to help you out with your fantasy championships, uh, playoffs at least. So uh, as always, guys, please go visit the website at www.weknowfantasy.com, social media handle at We Know Fantasy. And, you know, the We Know Fantasy team here, we're bringing you guys podcasts and live streams each and every week, starting with Monday with Nate's waiver wire wish list. Tuesday, Samuel versus Schlanger, episode one. On Wednesdays, the We Know Fantasy podcast is brought to you by Nate. And uh, one of us usually jump on, jumps on with him now. On Thursday, obviously, it's the Contributors Podcast here. Friday is another episode of uh, Samuels vs. Schlanger. On Saturday, we have the DFS special with Nick, the Fantasy Mechanic. And every 11 a.m. on Sunday morning before kickoff, we have a live stream on Twitch with Brian and the We Know Fantasy uh, team there. So we got, you, we got you fantasy football seven days a week, guys. So let's get right into this, Justin. We'll start with the quarterbacks. I guess I'll just name the top 10 off, and then I'll let you start and kind of tell me who your first surprise is. So, guys. Sounds good. uh, Quarterback number one is Kyle Murray, followed by Patrick Mahomes at two. Number three is Russell Wilson. Number four is Josh Allen. Number five is Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Number six is Deshaun Watson. Number seven is Tom Brady. Number eight is Matt Ryan. Number nine is Justin Herbert. And number 10 to round it off is Ryan Tannehill. So, Justin, tell me uh, someone that's kind of surprising you in this list here. So I have to say that I slept slept on Aaron Rodgers coming into this season, um, which is hard to say with Aaron Rodgers, right? But, you know, Green Bay came into a draft. You thought, you know, Devontae Adams is a world beater. He's, he's one of the best wide receivers in the game. They didn't do anything really to shore up that wide receiver room. They really they brought nobody in. You've got Aaron Jones. They'll run the ball. They like to do a little bit of a committee. I just I would not have guessed to see Aaron Rodgers in the top six going into the really the second half of the season. Um, really, just based off of how he had been playing, he doesn't turn the ball over, so I think that works out for him really well. But they're really starting to air it out in the second year of this Lafleur offense. Yeah, no, I can kind of agree with you a little bit there. Um, you know, I thought maybe he could have somewhat of a re, uh, you know renewed season to his game there, but I mean, he's just on another level right now, playing at uh, the high level we always thought he was at as a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, so yeah, he's, that's definitely a surprise to me as well. But probably my biggest one overall, and I and I know you love this kid here. Uh, it's Justin Herbert from your Chargers, and it's to me a top ten quarterback was definitely not something that I would have even pictured going into the season here i obviously thought he wasn't even to be starting until about this time of the season right now and taking over for tyrod taylor after having some you know just mediocre play for the first half of the season but obviously a situation happened where justin herbert jumped in week two and 
I mean, he hasn't looked back ever since. I mean, ever since that week one game, I mean, he's just been on fire. And even in that week one game, he was great. I mean, he's got over 20-some fantasy points. And uh, what's he's been in at least, uh, I think, six of seven games so far. I mean, he's got at least four games with over three-plus three, uh, three plus touchdowns. I mean, he's got 100. He's over 300 yards in all but two of his games. I mean, the kid is just on fire. You know, he's had struggled with some, you know, turnovers early on in the season. But, uh, I mean, for the most part, he's been he's been under control. He's been just a solid quarterback and just putting up big fantasy points that, I mean, he's con- in consideration starting over some of the great players right now. Like, I think over the last couple of weeks myself, I mean, I've started him over Lamar Jackson over the last few weeks because he's just been such a, a fire quarterback right now. Uh, can you agree with that, Justin? Oh, absolutely. You already know. I couldn't pick him first because I'd come across as the homer already. But he's, you know, this guy coming out of the draft, I wasn't really sure. I thought he was a quarterback that had all the intangibles. You talk about 6'6". You know, he can run, he can throw, he can make every throw. I wasn't sure how the Oregon offense would really translate into the pros. He's picked it up. He's a smart guy. You know, I usually like to try and, like, hone down expectation and and not try to go too high. He's doing it in the first year. Defenses are getting used to him, but I mean, he's killing it right now. And if this is what I get to look forward to for the next 10 to 15, sign me up. You definitely have yourself to look at a franchise quarterback. That's for sure. Um, I mean, besides, you know, those two, I mean, maybe you could say Josh Allen sitting at number five could have been a slight surprise. I know we expected him to kind of make a jump with Stefan Diggs, but uh, I mean, he's been kind of, not uh, day and night over the, over this past season. <laughs> he jumped out early with some with some pretty pretty easy matchups and and he's kind of come a little bit back down to earth. Now I would not have said the Buffalo Bills are going to throw forty on Seattle, even though Seattle's defense is really pretty terrible. So I mean it, it you know I, I should potentially see it if they put the ball in the air, but you know. I would say Josh Allen, the other one I would say, and this is because I continue to sleep on him and just always think it's going to go back to his Miami days, but Ryan Tannehill. But I always forget that he also was plagued by Adam Gase. Adam Gase, yes, everyone gets plagued. (laughs) Worst decision ever in Miami, or close enough. Uh, I actually agree with you. I think Ryan Tannehill, I I pegged him as a guy that was – kind of uh, going to have one of a down season. He was just so efficient in 2019, and – the fact that he came out of the gate strong. I mean, he didn't like, like, you know, it wasn't like a gradual thing to kind of get to where he's at now. He came out of the gate strong against Denver in week one. And, you know, he's had a couple okay games, but I mean, he's been on fire and he's been solid. He's been a solid QB one for us most of the season here. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the fact that him and AJ Brown developed really nicely. I mean, Corey Davis seemed to took another a new step or a step finally in his career. And then obviously you have Derrick Henry back there and, Jonu Smith has been somewhat of a nice tight end this season. So, you know, Ryan Tannehill, yeah, definitely a slight, a slight surprise for sure. I mean, the uber efficiency is crazy. So, I mean, and it looks, and he keeps repeating it. So at this point, I, you know, I guess stop sleeping on it and, and put it in your lineup. You got to. I mean, I've always liked Tannehill. Even when he was based in Miami, I thought he was a good quarterback, just never had the right pieces. Or unfortunately, seems like the right coach, at least. So. <laughs> Good for you, Ryan Tannehill. I'm still proud of you. Now, even though you're not in Miami, so. <laughs> and, and the athleticism, man. Everybody talks about the former wide receiver. You always got to give him props for that. And he can break one for 20, 30 yards just like that <laughs> at any time. So. Uh, and he's playing well tonight against the Colts, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's go over to the running backs now. Or do you want to do the playoff matchups first? 
We can do the playoff matchups. That sounds good. Okay, okay. so we're going to stick to the playoff matchups here. So we're going to do the quarterback playoff matchups, basically quarterbacks that we've decided that are, you know, somewhat of a favorable matchup for your fantasy playoffs that you could either maybe trade for, maybe a couple of them are on waivers, possibly. Um, So, Justin, I'll let you go first with one of your first ones. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I'm going to go with another rookie here. Um, And the main reason that I'm going with this playoff matchup is obviously because Week 14, he gets Dallas. Um, last week, Dallas kind of showed up a little bit in that primetime game against the Steelers that I was not expecting. He gets Pittsburgh in Week 15 and then Houston in 16. A little bit worried on the 15, Week 15 against Pittsburgh, but this is an offense that is just prolifically throwing the ball and putting it in the air. So I think Joe Burrow, as he you know continues to get more of the offense under his belt, really gets more of that, like just calm in, in the NFL game. You're just going to see him just – continue to throw the ball and light it up. So I think Joe Burrow is a guy to go out and get. Somebody may have, have dropped him on a bye week, and you can scoop him up. If not, maybe maybe throw something out there and try and get him and, and have another piece for a quarterback to plug in your lineup. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely probably out there in a couple of leagues, especially after the bye week. And he could even be out there after this week. Folks could be upset with if he has a poor performance against the PF. Steelers this week so just look out for that that's that's a great one I mean he's gonna air it out 300 yards almost every week it just depends if he gets those touchdowns and being probably behind in most games and with a great offensive uh team there I mean yeah he's he's a great one to have right there for your playoff run uh my first one I went from a you know not a rookie but I went with an old head and it's Tom Brady uh and it's it's weird to say because obviously after his last game it was like wow that was a wake up call for Brady right there for sure and I've always if you guys listen to me in anywhere I've talked I mean I've always said Brady sucks at the end of the year sucks at the end of the year sucks at the end of the year um, but this is a different team it's not the same team where they can just kind of run the ball consistently and just win games that way I I think they're going to continue to air the ball out you don't bring a guy like Antonio Brown in if you're not going to throw the ball and the fact that Tom Brady's got Minnesota Atlanta and Detroit. Uh, you know, two of those teams are pretty bad against the run. Atlanta's actually relatively well uh, defensively against the run. But the def- the secondaries for at least Minnesota and Detroit are just terrible. And even Atlanta, obviously. And this could be a great time where Brady, you know, puts up 250 and two each week. Kind of gives you a solid floor, which and kind of could give you that upside as well to have a big breakout games during that time. Because you have three top tier in terms of talent, wide receivers, you, how are you not going to use them? Um, and again, people may be uh, kind of down on him after a really, really bad week. Um, and this could be the time frame right now to go out and get him and buy him and see what you can get and have him help you make your playoff run. So, Yeah, I don't disagree with this at all. And, and the first thing I would say is just Bruce Arians, that, that Bruce Arians offense. Look what he did last year with Jameis Winston. He wants to air the ball out. He's got a running game. So, I mean, it's changed a little bit. It's not just the huck it and chuck it. But, it's you know, I, I think they're going to put the ball in the air. You, you already said it. They put so many weapons around this guy. It's a, it's a good pick here. And I think it's a great week to absolutely go and try to target Tom Brady and potentially land him because that back half of the schedule is great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's go over your second quarterback. You got a, you got a, you got an MVP caliber player there, I see. Yeah, this is, I mean, kind of a little bit of a steal here to use Lamar Jackson, but he's a guy that people have probably gotten a little bit frustrated with. They probably drafted him at least in the top four rounds, and I'm probably being a little generous with saying that, but 
the schedule does lighten up a little bit over the back half and weeks 14, 15, and 16, you get Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. I won't even go into a whole lot about it because he gets you points on the ground and you and I, I'm not real sure how you don't pass against those defenses in the air. Maybe the Giants, you know, you don't do as much in the air, but Lamar is a guy, go out, maybe get some disgruntled people to give you something for cheap. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, this is the time right now. Lamar Jackson, I, th- I think, is an all-time low, and this is the lowest you're going to get. You're going to have to probably pay up a little bit still, but uh, the fact that these matchups are just so – just fits his style of play right now that he's going to go up against. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a time if you want to get him now. This this is that moment. So uh, going over to my second guy, uh, I went with a guy you could probably pick off ra- waivers or j- was just picked up off waivers by you uh, based off his matchup this week, but it's Jared Goff. I mean – he has been kind of an up-and-down quarterback. He's had great moments. And the biggest thing with Jared Goff is that he throws for so many yards. I mean, even in a bad situation against like Miami like two weeks ago, I mean, he was looking horrible, like negative fantasy points. But he throw, her throw like almost 500 yards, and he'll get you 16 by the end of the day. And again, it's not going to be as always that bad. He's got He's had really strong games this season. And during the playoffs, he gets New England. A little tough. Um, but they're at home, and I'm sure that they're going to try to beat New England because there's, you know, some bad blood there from the Super Bowl loss they took. And then they get the Jets. Very fun matchup for him. And then they had to go to Seattle. That could be a division game at that point, tying moment where they're going to have to step up. And we all know how bad Seattle secondary is. Uh, you know, Jared Goff could be in for another great game. You'll see that this week and how great he could possibly be. So uh, he's a lower guy that you could probably, you know, buy off right now and take you to the championship. Yeah, I think you're going to get it. You're, you're exactly right. I think you get the sneak peek, sneak peek this weekend. This is going to be a barn burner with Seattle. They can't stop anybody, and and obviously Russ is is just Russ. So it should be a lot of points in that game. I like this pick. Um, I'm really like starting to be confused, and and I understand it's resulting in some wins, but I don't understand the change in Sean McVay from 2018 to 2019 and now trying to go more 12 man and not letting Jared Goff sit back there. And, and really this guy scheming awesome plays. I mean, do we remember, we all remember the 2018 Rams chiefs game. That was a hundred and like 10 points. Like let's get that Rams offense back in here. Let this guy sit back there, pick apart some defenses and let it go. They don't need to be running the ball 25, 30 times a game. Like, open it up, McVay. You've got the talent. And hopefully with a fresh off a of bye week, uh, they figured a way to – they need to get this power offense going to match that that strong defense they have. So we'll, we will see on Sunday. So uh, let's go over to running backs now. We're going to go back to our top ten, and I'll read them off again for you guys. Um, sitting at number one is Dalvin Cook. Sitting at number two is Alvin Kamara. Number three is Derrick Henry. Number four is James Robinson. Number five is Zeke. Number six is Todd Gurley. Number seven is Aaron Jones. Number eight is Kareem Hunt. Number nine is Josh Jacobs. And number 10 is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I'm off the bat. There's definitely a couple that kind of come to mind there. But Justin, I'll let you go first. Who's, who's your biggest surprise? I'm gonna I'm gonna confu- I'm gonna confuse you a little bit here and go a little bit off script because you know I think you you probably will want to highlight James Robinson not that you're a Jags fan or anything but that's kind of your top the one that sticks out to everyone but I'm gonna say Zeke at number six and I'm gonna say that was a surprise to me because I would have never guessed he was still six I have Zeke in a couple lineups and I'm sitting here thinking 
I need to bench this guy, get rid of him. And lo and behold, I come up and we're, we're throwing them rankings up today. And he's sixth in half point PPR. That is what running back has been this year. Zeke has been not even close to himself and still ranked sixth. It, it, it just, it was the, the ultimate surprise for me to sit there and look at that and not, I, you know, that's against how this, this pod is going a little bit, but like, that was the big surprise for me. No, no, I, I get your, I get your concern then because it's, it's, it's definitely a weird thing overall uh, to me, but remember the first five games, that's kind of where his value still sits at. And that's why he's, I mean, that's why he's the running backs numbers are so skewed. I was looking at my, I have a whole statistic book and everything. And, I, I rank the players and I take their fantasy numbers from each week, compare their numbers. And I'm like, you know, just a week ago, I think Josh Jacobs was a top 10 quarterback. He had 13 fantasy points. If you told me a running back at 13 fantasy points, I'd be like, he's not a top. He's not an RB1. He was an RB1. It's just that's the way the season is going for a lot of running backs. So not a lot of running backs are seeing top tier numbers because of all these committees. And Zeke has been a guy who's not been in a committee for most of the season. So, uh it, it, that's why he's so good as he is because I mean he hasn't been that great now but that definitely makes sense. Well, he's kind of he's probably I, I don't know if he's going to be a top ten guy by the end of the season. Hopefully if he gets healthy, but I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, so yeah, I, I'm going to stick with the, the James Robinson here. I mean that might just be too easy. I might just briefly talk about it, guys. Obviously he's a big surprise. No one expected James Robinson. No one even heard of James Robinson until until September seventh. Uh, when his name was shot up because Leonard Fournette got released and Raquel Armstead jumped on the COVID and we were like, who's the starting running back for this team now? And it's like, oh, they like James Robinson. And he's been nothing short but amazing this season. I mean, multiple 100-yard games. I mean, been super involved in the passing game. Uh, I mean, almost averaged like four or five receptions a game. Has just been nice. And, and he only seen four touchdowns this season. I mean, five touchdowns. I'm sorry this season. Uh, it hasn't been a hasn't been a crazy amount, and that's that's surprising. The way to think about what he is right now, and he's just been a fantastic running back. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't I can't disagree with you. There's not a whole lot of debate here. This is a huge surprise. You you know, based off of who really knew who he, who he would be, except for maybe some Jags fans and, and our guy. Um, so he, he really, he catches the ball out of the backfield. He's got an offense that always has to throw the ball. They're always going to be in positive situations. He's a true three down running back and in the era of running back by committee. So it's, it's, it's a steal and and you definitely got him for cheap and congratulations. (laughs) Basically, if you picked him off waivers, good, good for you guys. That's for sure. Uh, I just want to quickly mention Todd Gurley. Definitely a big surprise to me. Didn't expect him to be a top 10 running back this season. Um, he hasn't really looked like a top 10 running back at all, but touchdowns do matter, and that's probably most of the reason why he's sitting up in this list. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I think that, that probably closes you out in surprise. Even though this is a top 10 list and, and the, the scoring with Zeke being at six, and we talked about the surprise there, I think there's a little bit of chalk here. I'm a big Kareem Hunt guy. I think he's the number one running back just because of his pass catching on that roster, even though Nick Chubb is the man. So, I mean, I mean, they have, they just, their, their running back depth is crazy. But the rest of this is kind of chalk for me. CEH, you, you get in that high octane offense with the Chiefs and it's just turn it up. Yeah, I mean, you, you expected him to be uh, obviously a top 10 guy. So um, let's go over to the playoff matchups here. Who's your first guy at the playoff matchup? Yeah, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my homer pick here, and I'm going Austin Eckler. And the reason I'm going Austin Eckler is because I think 
your owners, unless, you know, you're depending on your league, whether you can stick somebody in IR. Most leagues will do that. Some leagues will not do that. But if you've got Austin Neckler, you're probably getting a little bit discouraged about whether or not he's going to come back. The word, the word out of camp, out of the Chargers camp is that he potentially will be back about week 12, week 13. That leads up right into the playoffs. I feel like with Anthony Lynn being a former running back, he's really going to prepare this guy. He's not going to have him back on the field unless he's really ready physically to go. And once he jumps back in, I really think he just takes over the, the lion's share of this backfield. And you've got week 14, 15, and 16 against Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Denver. Herbert is starting to throw the ball to his running backs out of the backfield. You know that's where Eckler really makes his hay. So this is this is one you can probably get for not as much as for not a whole lot of capital, and it could pay off big time for you in the playoffs. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely could be a big. And if you're a contender, I think it's a perfect time to try to go out and buy him and give those people who are like in the if they're in the middle tier with Eckler to give them a shot to make the playoffs, and you can just kind of snag Eckler, throw him on your IR, and have him ready for the playoff time. So I like that. Um, my first guy is Jamal Williams. Um, I was going to say Aaron Jones, but the fact that many people are probably not selling Aaron Jones right now, I could see that happening. I figured I'd give you guys someone, at least like a Jamal Williams, who I think is viable right now in fantasy. Uh, I mean, he's been great when he's been giving the starting role. I mean, he had back-to-back, you know, 13-plus fantasy points. Um, those two weeks where um, Aaron Jones wasn't playing and played well in those times. You know, he also catches a lot of balls too, which is a big thing for him. And the fact that Aaron Jones may not be able to stay healthy consistently, we don't know that still. He could end up breaking it down again um, before the season's over. And if not, I mean, he was involved in the offense as well. I mean, again, not crazy big games here, but if you're looking for someone to kind of give you a, a spot start, uh, you're looking at like a you're looking at a fantasy playoffs of Detroit, Carolina, and Tennessee, all very uh, favorable for running back matchups. I expect these games to be somewhat of a high scoring because the Packers offense, the defense is not that great. Um, a lot of these teams here, especially Carolina and Tennessee, can really rack up the fantasy points, which Jamal Williams might need to be more involved at that point here. They may not want to have Aaron Rodgers throw consistently as we get closer to the end of the year and maybe run the ball a little bit and just weaken out defenses and get the ways into the playoffs. And again, if Aaron Jones goes down, Jamal Williams is a RB1 for sure that during that stretch there. So if you can get a guy like that, try to get him for cheap, um, I think he could do well for you. Yeah, and I I would say, I would caveat that with, if you are an Aaron Jones owner, you should be trying to get Jamal Williams, you know, obviously you don't need to go out and break, break, the, break the bank for Jamal Williams, but you should absolutely try to get him on your roster as some insurance. You never know what a soft tissue injury is really going to do, especially a calf injury that was kind of weird and it held him out for, for really kind of what two at least two weeks and and really he was going in with a questionable tag. Um, you've got a, a medical staff there in Green Bay who has just been historically conservative on bringing players back. So you know I like this pick a lot, especially if you can get them for something cheap because an owner may say, oh, well, Aaron Jones is back. I can toss Jamal Williams either back to the waiver wire or maybe just toss him in the back of my lineup. Go get him. Yep, go get him, guys. Uh, Dustin, go back to your number two. Who's your number two guy? Yeah, so my number two, I'm going with David Montgomery. And obviously, this is vanilla ice cream right here. This is my best comparison for, for David Montgomery. You know, he was kind of the fantasy darling for a lot of a lot of uh, industry experts last year. Um, just really thought he would come out of Iowa State, I believe, and, and really kind of tear it up. Um, 
he's he's been kind of pedestrian, I have to say. His numbers aren't great. I don't love the way they use him in the offense. However, he's another one of those guys that do, that has little to no competition behind him. And depending on how he comes out of concussion, obviously, but his week 14, 15, and 16 matchups are Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. So none of those run defenses scare you at all. And he continues to kind of catch the ball out of the backfield. So this is a guy that's a very safe floor. What you kind of need when you go into the playoffs is have a safe floor so that if somebody doesn't go off, you still have something to fall back on. He gets, starts getting in the end zone a couple of times. He really becomes a, a maybe a league winner. And I don't want to call him a league winner, but if he scores, starts scoring some touchdowns in the back half of the season, you got one. Yeah, no, I, I love David Montgomery uh, in terms of a guy who kind of just could give you a solid floor. I mean, he's been average. He's been like averaging like 12 to 14 fantasy points each or every week for you. I know it's not pretty and it's not crazy great, but to win a fantasy playoff, you need to make sure you have consistent fantasy floors and a couple guys to go off big time. And that's how I that's how I see my fantasy playoffs. And if you can just get a touchdown at two during the playoffs and great matchups, I mean. That could be a that could be the difference maker for you. So uh, this is the perfect time off a bad game he just had. Go out and get him if you can, especially him. I think he's playing the Vikings this week, so it might not be even be better for him. And he's has some in- injury issues right now, so keep that in mind with the concussion. So even yeah, more, if he, get him low. Absolutely, if he sits this week for a concussion, and then going into a bye week, you may get some people starting to be like real antsy if they've got David Montgomery on their bench and the, actually the entire back half of their schedule. Green Bay, Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. Lock it in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I went with a pretty obvious one here just to mention to you guys a little bit because I'm pretty sure people are talking about it. But Jonathan Taylor, obviously we haven't seen the Jonathan Taylor we've wanted this season. You know, it's been dis- definitely a disappointment, but – Again, he's not doing much in the game of watching currently right now, but he's doing some things. And the thing for me is that, again, it's coming off a short week, so you have to assume that he's probably not going to see a big workload in general sense. But a 10-day rest, something that they haven't had a bye week in a couple weeks here, this could be the rest they needed to kind of get him more involved. And the matchups just down the road are great. I mean, not even the playoffs themselves, because they have the Raiders and Houston, but they have Houston again, Tennessee, and Green Bay. I mean, that's just a great matchup. And it's just it's you have to really determine on what you're looking for and and not overspend on it. But owners may get frustrated and just say screw it, I'm done. And maybe you could get him for a cheap play still. I mean, I still believe he can have a shot to do something the rest of the season. And you should try to take advantage of it while you can. No, I like this pick as well. The only thing I'm worried about is how they're using this three-headed monster there. Like, does Jordan Wilkins finally go away at some point? Or obviously Naheem Hines is here to stay, catching the ball out of the backfield. You know, I don't. I think the Colts' defense is going to keep them in this season, which would be the only thing that's going to hinder this pick. If the Colts start to slip away and start losing a couple games, you could really see them focus on Jonathan Taylor and really see if they've got something in the second-round pick. So it's kind of a, a lottery play, but it could pay off big time. Yeah, no, I get you for sure. Uh, so let's get over to the wide receivers now. I'll name the top ten again, just like we did before. So starting with number one is Tyree Kill. Number two is DK Metcalf. Number three is Devontae Adams. Number four is Stephon Diggs. Number five is Tyler Lockett. Number six is Calvin Ridley. Number seven is DeAndre Hopkins. Number eight is Keenan Allen. Number nine is Allen Robinson. And sitting at number 10 is Will Fuller. So, Justin, I'll let you go first. So I'm going to go with my guy, Will Fuller. And I hope I don't talk him up too much that I jinx myself. But 
I was on Will Fuller to start the year. A lot of folks thought that he could be a big a big thing, but it's all about the injuries. It seems like he squashed them a little bit. He had the little disappearing act in week two. Like I said, I don't want to jinx him. I'm knocking on wood here that he continues to keep going. He has been a little touchdown dependent, and those touchdowns are propping him up right now, but he is getting the targets in this offense. They're going to keep throwing the ball. I think him and Cooks really are, are two guys that could potentially be two top 25 receivers in this offense. And if that if that's the case, I think Deshaun is the right guy to be throwing them the ball. Yeah, no, definitely. Except Wolf will always have that talent to be great, just that he needs to stay healthy. And the fact that he is staying healthy now, it's <laughs> not wood. Bold is well for him right now, and you, you see how great he is right now. So, no, definitely a good surprise. Um, mine, I'm probably going to go with Keenan Allen. Uh, I just didn't expect Keenan Allen to be a top 10 quarterback, I mean, wide receiver this season. Of course, we all thought Tyrod Taylor would be playing with him half the season. So just like I talked about with Justin Herbert, him and Herbert have just been an amazing duo this season. And and I I think Keenan Allen was probably a top 10 wide receiver in the general sense. Just he never never really got in that top 10 tier of fantasy wide receivers every single year. But the fact that he is down, I don't expect him to go away. I expect him to stay in the top 10 and have that top 10 season because he always flirted with it always like tight end wide receiver like 13 or 14 uh, i think he's here to stay this season guys so yeah i mean you're not gonna get a whole lot of argument from me here i've watched this guy for i think he's been in the league five years now maybe six um he's you know i, I consider him one of the top three route runners in the game he gets himself open he doesn't have top end speed but he it doesn't matter because of his route running ability it was all about does he get in the end zone and he's got a, a quarterback now that is just targeting this guy and if you're in a half ppr or a ppr league he is a monster and i i expect him to stay in the top 10. yeah definitely um you know just real quickly i mean you could see guys like it's a little interesting seeing Tyreek Hill sitting at number one. I mean, he only has like 35 catches on the season. Obviously, DK Metcalf ascended, you know, to the next level more than we thought. Stefan Diggs, for me personally, was a slight surprise. I didn't think him and Allen could really get there, but he's doing great. Uh, seeing DeAndre Hopkins down at seven, definitely a slight surprise. Um, but, I mean, yeah, uh, it's definitely fun to see new wide receivers in the top tier this year, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think the Tyreek Hill thing, I would have never said. Um, uh, he was one of my sell highs in the beginning of the year, but he's actually continued to keep scoring touchdowns, which is crazy to me. He was he would have been my second surprise probably about being the number one wide receiver in fantasy right now because I have, would have had no idea that he has nine touchdowns. And j- take it from me, fantasy community, stop sleeping on DK Metcalf. The guy's an animal. <laughs> Have him everywhere in Dynasty, and I'm not trading him for a single. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been I've been one of those sleepers. Like, I, I, you know, he comes out of college, straight route, straight route guy. Like he, he's not that. He's an animal. He's a beast. I love him. All right, let's get over to the playoff matchups here now. Uh, Justin, we'll let you start with your first one. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a guy that I almost thought would be in the top ten, just because he's been so consistent for this team, and I. And I really think he does very well over the back half of the season, and that is Tyler Boyd with the Cincinnati Bengals. This is an offense that is putting the ball in the air 41.25 times, so call it 42, 41, whatever you want to, attempts a game. 
He's in that slot role. He's one of the better slot receivers in the game. And we talked about the schedule a little earlier. I'll run it back down for you guys. It's week 14, Dallas, week 15, Pittsburgh, and week 16, Houston. Like we said, that week 15 game against Pittsburgh is the only one that gives you a little caution. However, with Tyler Boyd, in this sense, you're looking at the weakest spot in the pass defense for that for that great Steeler defense. So... Tyler Boyd, I think, is a great one to go pick up. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to pay for it if you're going to trade for him. But he would be a guy that could potentially pay off in the playoffs. Absolutely. I completely agree. I love Tyler Boyd this season. And it's kind of why I, I mentioned uh, my next guy here, because he's on the same exact team as Tyler Boyd, and it's T. Higgins. Uh, like Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins has been on a rampage as a rookie this season and playing very well. And he's only had three touchdowns this year. That's not a lot. Uh, I mean, the matchups down the stretch, like you just mentioned, Justin, are fantastic. And they had a bye week. I'd have to assume that they got they had to find out more ways to get this guy the ball. Um, and that could be very possible moving forward here. I mean, they're going to be in matchups where they're going to probably be fighting for victories. And again, Dallas is a great one. Houston's a fantastic one. Like, those are going to be shootout potential games, possibly, or at least just blowout games. And maybe Cincinnati wins. Uh, I love T. Higgins. Uh, I mean, he truly took taken over this league. You know, he's kind of like the A.J. Brown from this year so, to, to some extent, and uh, I expect him to have even a better second half of this year. And, Justin, we'll go back to your number two guy. Who's that? So my number two guy will be Robert Woods. So you've talked about – you talked about Jared Goff in the in the quarterback part for good for good playoff matchups. I'm going Robert Woods, and the reason I'm going Robert Woods is, is based off of that schedule, but also because you're talking about another guy that gives you a consistent floor. But at the same time, you've got a guy who's always been the consistent floor guy who's scoring touchdowns this year. So if he's giving you five or six receptions, but then he adds in a touchdown here and there, and then he's also rushing the ball, he's probably got a rushing attempt in every game this season. I think that Robert Woods really has an opportunity to really get after it in the playoff schedule when you've got week 14, New England, week 15, New York with the Jets, and week 16, Seattle. So you're talking about a lot of groups that you can get some, get a lot of yardage from. So Robert Woods is my guy for second. Oh, yeah, no, I love that one. I mean, oh, I was a huge fan of Bob Woods before the season. The touchdowns finally came this year. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bob Woods is great there. Uh, my guy, I put on somebody you could probably easier, not easier, uh, but could be on waivers, maybe not. Could be an easier just to buy Honestly, it's Corey Davis. Uh, I mean, I'm watching him in his Tennessee game here. It's kind of a, a little bit of a low-scoring game, more than I thought. But if he doesn't do well in this game, that's two back-to-back -back games he's kind of struggled in. Um, again, these were tough matchups for the Titans wide receivers here. And this might be the perfect time to go out and get a guy like Corey Davis. I mean, he's been good this season. I mean, he's really took that next step uh, as a wide receiver. Again, last two weeks, not so great. But again, tough matchups here. And and if you look at their fantasy playoffs, I mean, it's Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay. And again, that screams Derrick Henry matchups. But in the same sense, like, they're going to throw the ball at least a little bit. And Corey Davis could take advantage of easy matchups. And especially that Green Bay matchup, that could be a high-scoring game, back-and-forth battle there. And Corey Davis could be used big in that one right now. So uh, if you could go out there and get a guy like Corey Davis now, you might struggle over the first couple, next couple of weeks. Maybe more if you're a contender, go get him. 
Uh, but he can end up doing really well for you as, as a flex option for you for the playoff run. Yeah, I don't mind this one either. And the the matchup you're talking about there with potentially high scoring um, potential with the Green Bay Packers, you're looking at A.J. Brown getting a lot of Jair Alexander, which is where Corey Davis can really get after it in that game. So, I, you know, I like this pick here. He's a good wide receiver three flex option that can really give you some upside. So Corey Davis is a good pick. I can't really disagree at all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's finish it up here with we'll the tight end rankings. Start with number one, Travis Kelsey. Number two is Darren Waller. Number three is TJ Hawkinson. Number four is George Kittle. Number five is Jonu Smith. Number six is Jimmy Graham. Number seven is Hayden Hurst. Uh, number eight is Robert Tunyon. Number nine is Mark Andrews. And number 10 is Dalton Schultz here. Uh, who's your surprise here? I mean, tight ends a wasteland once again. You know, the funny thing is, I feel like every every year when I talk to my friends and other league mates that we have the same conversation. It's like, oh, man, tight ends deep. And then you get into like week six, seven and eight. And it's like tight end is awful. <laughs> other than the top three or four, tight end is awful. But my surprise that I'm going with here is Jimmy Graham. And if we were if we were live video, I would cue the undertaker gift because I think this guy has risen from the grave because I would have thought his career was really over. He's catching touchdowns. If you watch any of the Chicago bears games, try not to go to sleep because in the red zone, they are targeting Jimmy Graham. So that, that is my surprise for tight end this year. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. Uh, tight end, that was definitely a big surprise. Uh, I mean, you knew they kind of liked tight ends in Chicago, but did not expect Jimmy Graham to do what he's been doing this season. He's been pretty solid. Um, for me, I mean, seeing Mark Andrews low, I mean, more of a negative spin at number nine is definitely interesting. I mean, he just hasn't had the same success this season. Definitely a cool buy low candidate right now. But, uh, yeah, just kind of disappointing for him overall. I'd love to see how far if George Kittle can still stay in the top 10 uh, through the rest of the season. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Robert Tunyon kind of came out of nowhere, but I think most of his production came in that one game where he had like three touchdowns. So I'm, I'm not surprised he's still sitting there. I mean, you really only got to score 10 points and you're tight in one most weeks. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's really it. Dalton Schultz kind of has been okay. Uh, TJ Hawkinson taking the next step was kind of cool to see. Um, besides that, I mean, there's not much more to say. No, not at all. All right. So I guess we're going to wrap things up here, guys. You know, we did our top 10 rankings here. We did some good playoff matchups. And, uh, yeah, so we thank you for listening, as always, to the We Know Fantasy Contributors pod. Uh, Justin, just let everyone know where they can find you at on social media. Absolutely. Look me up on Twitter at JFHornets25 for any of your sports bet questions, any of your fantasy questions. I look forward to it. Yeah, and you can uh, find me personally at Coach Stephen P over on Twitter. If you have any fantasy questions, please feel free to send them my way or – you can also send them over to the We Know Fantasy uh, Twitter page at We Know Fantasy as well. We'll help you out as best we can. So we thank you guys for listening. Tune in until next time. Take care and have a good one. <laughs>